Business, the blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the AEC Business Podcast. I'm your host, Arnie Heiskanen, and my guest is Tobias Dahlberg, CEO of Wonder Agency, and we are going to talk about branding, especially branding uh, pertaining to new services in the AEC architecture, engineering, construction industry. Hello, and, and thanks for having me. It's great to be here. First of all, uh, can you say a few words about yourself and uh, what your company does? Yes. So I'm 40 years old. I've been uh, running a company that I founded eight years ago. It's called Wonder Agency, like like mentioned. And uh, before that, I was I'm a I'm a business major. And, uh, and I have a some master's degree in economics and, uh, and I'm a marketing major. And, and I, I ventured out into the big corporate world for the first uh, almost 10 years of my career. And I worked for big brands like Coca-Cola and Nike, and I was involved in the media industry. And I, um, there was something that I had this kind of itch and this idea that I was working a lot with, with, with marketing, uh, with, with branding, with business development. And I, I had this idea that the partners that I was working with, I, I felt that the way they approached branding and brands was somehow very shallow, or, or let's say it was, it was narrow. Uh, and they were very good at what they were doing, but they were into brand communications. Uh, and I, I always felt that what we lack here in Finland are companies that take a broader approach. So more of a consulting approach, looking at brand as a integral part of a business. And that's pretty much the course that I set out on. So I found a wonder agency and uh, our business is brand and business consulting. And so the way that we look at brands is really that they must be integrated into your whole business for them to really work. So what we do is we try to leverage the full potential of brands, if you will. So uh, since we're talking about the AEC industry, uh, do you happen to have any clients in the construction industry? Well, we work with a company called Fira. Um, which I understand are doing really well. I think we, we worked with one of their subcontractors in, back in the day called Tokoman, uh, who are a software provider. But that, that's pretty much it, as I recall. I mean, then we're, we're working more in, um, in business to consumers. We work with uh, Finnish brands, like really famous brands like uh, Fiskars and Itala and Paulig. Uh, Altia, the spirits industry, but but not so much in the construction industry. Right. So we can learn something from others, I guess. Well, first of all, um, you mentioned already that you think that many companies see 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 their brand as very a shallow thing, and, and marketers also. What is your definition of brand? Yeah, that's a that's an excellent question and a very good place to start. I mean, the way I I define brand is simply that it's a perception that people have about a product, a, a service or a company. So it's really something that resides within our heads. It's in our minds. It's how we view something you know, that we get in touch with. Uh, and what really impacts brands are primarily people's first-hand experiences. And that's why everyone is talking about experience, uh, experiences today. And secondly, I think it's rumors, it's advertising, it's all these other things. But I, the, the main point I want to make is that if you if you believe that a brand is a perception then it doesn't make sense to to just use advertising or communication to shape those perceptions and that would be the definition of branding when you add those three you know letters ing so it becomes branding 
that's really anything that you do to shape people's perceptions of you. Um, assuming that I'm developing a new service or, or uh, ramping up an existing one in the construction industry, why should I pay attention to branding or brand as part of my strategy? If you think uh, about what the brand really means, we talked about perception, the perception will shape your behavior. So the way I see it is that a brand is kind of like the face of a business. It's how your customers will, it's the lens through which they see you. So you cannot separate, you cannot remove the fact that all decisions are in a way brand decisions. So if you see the brand this way, you will ask yourself, you know, why should my customers choose me? Why should they choose me over competition? You know, what is the reason? Uh, and then you, you base your whole business around that idea. And, and uh, you want to, for people to remember you for something so that there's a clear meaning. When they think of your name, they think of, you know, whatever it is that you want to establish in their minds. And that's your competitive advantage. It, the competitive advantage actually only can live in the mind of a person, according to my worldview, at least. We used to be able to, to create barriers to competition and we used to be able to do a lot of things to, you know, to stop, you know, other companies from entering a business or, or an industry, but that doesn't work so well anymore. So I would say competitive advantage really lies uh, in people's minds as, as perceptions, as brands. Well, you have done several projects uh, and, and launched many brands. Can you walk us through the process of creating and launching a brand for, a, let's say, a service? Wow, that's a, yeah, I'm going to try not to talk for the next hour, but because that's a there are many things to consider, but if I try to simplify it a bit, I would say that the branding process, and certainly I would refer now to something which I, I talk about strategic branding, which means that you want to really integrate the brand uh, into your whole business operation. So I would, I would call out three main phases. And the first, I would say strategy. The second one would be, you know, thinking about your external experience. And the third one, uh, would be the internal operations, which is kind of the question, you know, how will we pull this off? So if we go back to the first one, the strategy. So I, I like to think of it uh, as there are three different areas that you need to you need to take a look at. It's yourself, and you certainly want to to build a, a brand strategy that is built on your authentic self, something that you are really good at, you know, something that really is true to you, it's true to your culture, to your heritage. So you want to sort of dig in that area. And then the second area I want to dig in is, is the customer. And I, you could call it consumer, customer, user, whatever you want, but you know, whoever's going to buy your product or service. So you want to understand, you know, what is, first of all, who are they? You know, who's your ideal customer segment? You can't be everything to anyone, you know, so you have to really focus and rather be, you know, really appreciated by, by some segment. So you do that, and, and uh, once you define that, you also want to understand what is really important to them. You know, the bigger problem you can solve, the more valuable you will be. Okay, so we, we looked first at, at the company view, we looked at the customer view, and then thirdly, I, I would look at the market. I would see, like, who are the players in the market? You know, what is the unique space that you could you could start owning there? Because it's going to be bloody in most markets, and you need to really carve out a space for you. So when you take these three perspectives, uh, you will find that you have, uh, you know, find something that is meaningful to consumers, something really valuable. Sorry, customers, I should say. Uh, it's different from what other people are doing, and it's true to who you are. 
So it's basically simple as that. And so that was first the strategy part. <laughs> uh, and then, then you start thinking, okay, how can we translate our uniqueness, our value proposition into an experience? And the reason I use experience and not just product or service is that I believe that, that today where you compete in markets where it's very difficult to stand out and you know, your, your service and it might be copied very quickly, the uniqueness can come out of many different things of which some might not even differentiate you so much, but there might be a few things that just make you special. So I think you want to think, okay, if we have this value proposition, we have this strategy, how can this play out in the form of services, products, uh, where, environments, you know, what are the channels, where do we represent uh, the behavior, how our people behave, and how we communicate. So it's, it's basically a combination of all those things. And now, thirdly, so we looked at strategy, we looked at experience, and the third part to this answer, you have to start looking inside. And actually, this needs to happen alongside from the very beginning. So looking at your culture, looking at your structures, your processes, you know, what capabilities do we need to have? How are we going to communicate? How are we going to be leading things? So as you can see, I mean, it's, it's not a simple answer. It takes, it takes uh, great leadership in, in, in three areas, I would say. Yes, certainly. Well, uh, we know that there are many companies with a great established brand. And let's say now they start uh, creating a new service. Um, what do you think about the relationship uh, between the existing company brand and, and po the possible new brand of an individual service? Well, I think that the master brand or the top level brand, the company, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to have expectations. You know, people call a brand a promise. I don't agree with that definition, uh, definition per se, but I think a brand should have a promise. So at the top level, uh, you, you want to make sure that your individual service fits within that promise. I mean, that's my simple advice. You shouldn't do something which violates the bigger, you know, who you are. and how, uh, So you wouldn't want to send mixed messages. You want to make sure that you're within the zone of the master brand. And then I think, you know, an individual uh, service can have its own, you know, it has its own promise. It can have even its own identity, but it should always be linked. Well, a very practical question, I, I guess, is that many of my clients have uh, launched uh, services and, and software uh, related to their core business. Do you have any tips for naming any, uh, a new service? Yeah. Um, I would advise to keep uh, names short and uh, and memorable. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> this is in a way a tricky question because, you know, we all know that there are companies that have ridiculous names and we would never question them anymore. But if you really want to optimize things for yourself, I mean, choose something that has a positive association already existing in the minds of people. Because if you choose a difficult word, you're going to have to invest a lot more to get that people to understand it and to remember it. So you really want to look for a name that already has traction, that is easy to remember, and that really has a positive um, uh, connotation that will help you. Simple as that. Yes, but I know it's very difficult to find new names because everybody thinks that the good ones are already already taken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this was great and I'm, I'm sure that our listeners found very uh, many new uh, ideas from this uh, little talk. 
Where can our listeners find more information on you and your services? Well, the simplest way is just to go to our website. It's wonderagency.com or, or look us up on Facebook or LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, or send me an email, uh, tobias.dahlberg, that's D-A-H-L-B-E-R-G, at wonderagency.com. So if you have any questions, if there's anything I can help you, I'm happy to, to answer emails or, or calls or anything you like. Yes, I, I'll include uh, the link in, in the show notes, naturally. Um, one, one thing that comes to mind, um, do you have any, what, what are your plans for the future? <laughs> um, Oh, there's so many. Uh, where do I start? I, I, I really feel that uh, I'm on a mission, <laughs> as, as kind of corny as it may sound. I, I see so much potential in companies in the region here in the Nordics that I'm working with. And I hate to see them not, you know, using the full potential of their brand to leverage what it really could mean. I mean, I, 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 I've developed this, this sort of framework where I think of, of three levels of branding. I think there's, you know, depending on how you, how you view branding inside the company. And, and the sort of lowest level is brand is communications. And I think that's where companies see branding merely as a logo or, or a symbol or a slogan, or, you know, it's very much outside and disconnected to your whole business. And then in some cases, I would call it brand as marketing, like the marketing department completely owns the brand and they're actually doing, you know, good things. It's not just sending out messages, but they're doing a bit more than that. But still that fails to deliver. Uh, on the on the on the business strategy and, and, and what I would call brand as strategy is really where you put that at the heart of your business strategy and, and run your whole business uh, through that. I mean that that's my mission. I, I that was gets me up in the morning. I think it's hugely exciting when you see you know leading companies in the world uh, doing that. Um, and, and my disappointment is that that you know top management still have haven't adopted that view and that they really don't see that all you know. Or purchase decisions are brand decisions. Yes, so there's a lot of work to be done in that area. Tobias, thank you very much for this very interesting interview and all the best to your work. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm.